0: to Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers.
1: I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer
0: for awesome female business owners and aspiring author.
1: Welcome to Creative Reboot. This week we have the very lovely Ellie Trio with us, who's a community builder for Quiet Revolutionaries and helps introverts with big dreams get connected and build thriving communities, making their corner of the business world a better place. Welcome Ellie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's lovely to have you here. Ellie, we're going to throw you straight in the deep end, going with the the big question. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do.
2: Well, you've covered it beautifully in that introduction, really. There's not really much more I can (laughs) add that's it we're We're done brilliant thanks very much um no well i i yeah i help um people for whom kind of being very loud and visible is not their happy place Mm -hmm. um but they still have these big kind of world-changing ideas that they want to get out there in the world i help them to connect with their sort of right people their kindred spirits um and show them kind of introvert friendly you know reclusive ways that they can actually communicate with them and build relationships with them um so rather than having to go out and be kind of on the stage super visible talking to millions they can be just picking and choosing the exact right people for them Um, develop really kind of deep lovely nourishing mutually beneficial relationships Um, So that when they come to marketing their business, it just feels like hanging out with their mates rather than shouting into the void.
0: I love Which this. Is, I've got. I, I feel yeah. like I just want to give you the biggest, warmest hug right now because <laughs> this is the kind of thing I desperately needed to know about when I first started running my business. I, I didn't yeah. really know. I've, I've always been shy. I think the term was always shy when we were younger. We never really understood the term introvert, did we? But mm-hmm. I, I came to know that I was a complete introvert through, you know, through my business. When I suddenly realised I cannot do all the things that. All the hustle stuff, it was all of the hustling. That was the thing that I really struggled with. So I just love this, to to be able to actually... Be able to run your business in a way that actually aligns with who you. you are, your yeah. personality. That's wonderful.
1: It feels, it's really funny, for something so soothing and that feels so much like coming home, it actually also feels very radical. It feels mm. very different from so much <laughs> of what is out there, doesn't it? Like, yeah, um, and, and yeah. That,
2: that's kind of like half my battle when it comes to kind of explaining what I do to people. Is like, okay, you'll come to me. You're going to have to pretty much unlearn everything that you've yeah. Googled up to this point. And it's gonna be lovely and it's gonna be peaceful and it's gonna be calm. But it's going to make you a bit twitchy because it goes against a lot of the kind of received wisdom, which is actually a a lot of shady people trying to line their pockets nine times out of ten.
0: Exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And there's the thing that, I mean, we've touched on actually in a couple of interviews this this season, that that thing of um, there's a lot of people out there um, who they want you to do it in exactly their way, Mm. which is great, but their way won't necessarily work for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I I know from the stuff that I've seen of yours, it's very much about getting the business and the marketing to work for you Mm. rather than just following a kind of a pattern or a a, a guide which yeah. is really yeah
2: yeah absolutely yeah. I mean being that I am I am a, a borderline recluse introvert myself and I'm autistic as well which means that kind of you know relationships and, and social interactions and stuff can be somewhat tricky mm-hmm. um because I've had to learn all this stuff from the ground up, I give people kind of this is what has worked for me. And these are all the things that I have tried and mm-hmm. probably one or two or more of these will also work, work for you. Um, but so much of my job is just telling people if it doesn't work for you, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're both nodding along like nodding talks. Yes. Again, yeah. with
1: the podcast rather than video cast, you can't see us, but yes, we are nodding along. Um, because yeah, it's totally true. You know, there are, there are things there are things that other people do um, actually, and they say. And I am a, a weird. I look like an extrovert, but actually, I'm an introvert. Well, and a lot of people yeah. mistake mistake me for an extrovert, and then they say things like, "Oh, why aren't you doing?" I don't know facebook lives 14 times a week and i'm like because that's not really my thing i'm fine doing what i'm doing (laughs) That's really work for me
2: i did a week of facebook live recently i did a challenge just to kind of try it and see Mm. and it was brilliant
1: fun and i had an amazing time
2: but on the fifth day i was flagging
0: hard (laughs) yeah yeah
1: and i think that's it like i will dive in and do you know some of the more kind of Traditionally visible stuff. Mm. I'll do it in bits, but I can't do it consistently because it's not no. it's not aligned with my long term energy levels.
2: No, exactly.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. So. I, I remember um, I was talking when I first moved to Canada. I talked a lot with Carla about networking because for me, networking as an introvert is the most painful experience on earth. Basically, I could I'd rather stick forks in my eyes, you know, or something. <laughs> it would, would be far less painful. But um, yeah, I've had to learn how to network in a way that works for me basically because it was initially when I first started doing it it was this I'd go to a networking event that was only like an hour and a half long over a lunch or something and then I'd have to come back and lay down with a migraine migraine for the next six hours you know because yeah just yeah just just drained me so yeah, actually that's pretty uh, do you have any kind of um tips or things for for networking for people who who really struggle with that?
2: absolutely i mean this is this is kind of one of my i have sort of three core offerings that kind of build on each other Ooh, amazing. and and i work within the framework which i developed which is connect nurture grow so um the first piece connect is also the last piece it's sort of uh i can never say this circles word. yeah circular circular yes circular 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 yes, yes. it goes one. in a cycle yes, yes. <laughs> For some reason, I have a complete mental block when it comes to that word. But there you go; it goes in a circle. That's um, yep. So the connect piece is about this developing relationships piece, which is is networking for want of a better term. Um, it's 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 called love is greater than numbers, um, it. and it's Hit about name. how to figure out who your kindred spirits are, who your right people are when you're faced with a wall of faces on social media or or you know if you're googling people in your area or if you even if you go to a networking event like you can spot you're one of mine you're one of mine you're one of mine and you don't need to bother with any of the other people um and then I teach you kind of how to develop those relationships with them but it really is about understanding that you don't have to speak to everybody
0: yes You can
2: just pick and choose. And my my thing now, I mean, I'm in the fortunate position after three years of of doing this kind of a lot. My people now find me and they come to me, which is brilliant. Um, But once you once you figure out how your kind of kindred spirits make you feel, like what commonalities do they have? And this is the the, the um, autistic in me kind of pattern spotting and stuff. But it's like, who, who are these people that kind of make me come alive that I'm excited to talk to? What circles are they hanging out in? Who do I know who makes me feel like that? Who probably knows other people who, you know, would make me feel like that? Um, and you get really kind of good, if you with a bit of practice, of spotting like, okay, well, I'll talk to you. Not worth talking to you. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Talk to you. And once you put a bit of kind of strategy behind that, then you've got something which is sustainable and means that you're nearly always having conversations with exactly the right people. Um, and nine times out of ten, that turns into something, whether it's yeah. a, a client or a customer or a referral or, you know, a new friend or whatever, you know.
0: It you feels never know like a, what that's going to be. Yeah, it feels like a much more natural, more fluid way of doing things mm. that's it's not very it's not very salesy or markety or you know no, all these no, things. also also
1: really refreshing because i think at networking yes. i mean I've, i'm a member of two lovely networking groups which actually are much more that and that's why i chose them they they, mm. they it's very much about developing the relationships that are right for you not going mm. around everybody in the group just because but i've also been to some in the past which i have like full body eh, reactions to <laughs> um where you are expected to have you know one-to-one meetings with every single person in the group even if you've got absolutely no like no connection with them, they are re- repulsed by you. You know, you don't need. It's not. It's not necessary. Because I, I, always think of it as you know, it's not just about the person that you're meeting, but it's also about the people that they know and the people that you know. Exactly. And how, I love to connect people, and you know me, I'm always like, oh, I could hook this person with this person, and yeah, um, which is why I love your method so much. And, um, but I, I find it. It's, it's not that I would ever avoid people but time is precious and when you are self-employed time is even more precious so actually if you're faced with a room of 25 people actually you want to talk to maybe five of them not all 25 just because and i I like this this concept of picking the right ones and Mm -hmm.
2: most of the time most networking things now will have a a guest list that you can see before the event actually Mm -hmm. happens um so you can kind of go in and see like even with in real life events you can see kind of who's going to be attending before you even get there So you can go through, you can do your research behind the scenes. You can look at people's websites and their social media and go, oh, okay. I'm really excited to talk to this person and this person. And so that's who I'm going to make a beeline for. Everybody else, I'm not interested.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Can we take this back a little bit? Obviously, we're talking about what you've been doing the here and the now. But how did how did you how did this start? How did you get into this? into doing what you do now to talk. Tell us a little bit about that journey. <laughs> You're going to need like three, four, five different podcasts to go through all of
1: it. We've got some time. <laughs>
2: I'll try and keep it short. Um, okay. So I cut my teeth many, many, many years ago in um, hospitality doing... Um, uh, hospitality marketing, lots and lots of service-based stuff, running events, uh, all of that kind of stuff. I had my own hotel for a while that I ran with my oh, wow. ex-husband. Um and so that's kind of where I learned about service and how to talk to people and the power of relationships and kind of the secret behind the scenes mafia that happens when you get, you know, lots of hotels all along the same strip.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, God, I
1: can imagine. Yeah. and why That's you... probably an episode in itself, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Being friends with your competition, you know, it's so yes. kind of visceral when you're in a hotel. If you've got an event for 300 people and the laundry people only showed up with 20 tablecloths, you need your mates, you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I agree. <laughs>
2: so that kind of really instilled a lot of the kind of principles and philosophies that I work with with today Um, so I did that for about ten years and then I struck out on my own oh gosh 2008 2009 And I sort of started off being, just doing whatever I could do that people would pay me for, like the internet was kind of new, social media was kind of new. And I was just like, oh my god, I could do like things and get money without having to go to a job. And that was just the most thrilling thing in the world to me. So I was like, oh, what can I do? I can do anything. So I did a whole bunch of random jobs for people, um, which gradually kind of once people realised what my skill set was, it turned into a lot of copywriting and a lot of marketing stuff. I end up working with a couple of um the top kind of content marketing agencies um in southwest at the time and did like big content marketing projects for these huge companies and it was at that stage where having a blog and a twitter account like if you had those things oh my god you were streets ahead of everybody else like no yeah. one could touch those
1: you. were the days
2: and it was, it was really exciting. It felt like we were kind of on the cusp of something. Um, so I did that for, for a, a long time Did uh, marketing, yeah, content stuff, digital communications, email marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I sort of hit a wall with it and I was like, I don't know if I want to be a marketing person, like that doesn't feel quite right. Like there's, there's more to me than that. I think, um so i i i had a period of of burnout period of depression i had a kind of like i don't know what i'm doing with my life kind of thing and that's i about the time i met you carla when i started doing the gratitude project yes
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah so i wrote a basically wrote a book of thank you letters to pull me out of oh, a depression
1: wow. um, it's beautiful it's really beautiful Oh, thank you. Is it still? Is it still in print? Can you still get hold of it? I think
2: you can. Yeah, it's on. It's on Amazon. I self-published okay. it. Um cool.
0: We'll make sure we link to that then. That we shall wonderful. link to. That. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's a bit. I don't know. Looking back on it now, it's a bit kind of cringe. I mean, it was 2013, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would recommend any of these people these days. But do you know what though? It was <laughs> very of its time.
1: It, it was, was really good at the time. It was. It was. It was new and it was exciting. and It was exactly what was needed then. I think yeah. so.
2: yeah Yeah. it's a bit of a time capsule I guess yeah
1: um but I illustrated all of them
2: um because I also happen to be an artist um and I illustrated all of the thank you letters and that led to people started asking me for people got picked up on this project were like oh wow this is good and people started asking me for illustration work So that kind of morphed into me doing, um, I did some freelance illustration and then that pays shit. So I did some creativity coaching kind of alongside that as well. Um, which is where I happened upon the idea of a community project, which is sort of my bread and butter offering, um, which is basically a bunch of people getting together and all writing their thoughts, their ideas, their, their kind of hot takes on a particular topic or subject. Um, and then a wider audience coming together to talk about it and kind of unpick it and, and explore these ideas and stuff. Um, and i see seen kind of things that were sort of similar to this going around the internet. And I thought, oh, that looks like fun. I'll, I'll have a go at that. And my first one was called Demystifying the Artist and it, it stemmed from a conversation I'd had with another artist friend of mine about how neither one of us felt like we were real artists, you know, capital A artists, despite the fact that, you know, the bulk of our income came from making art. And we thought, hang on a minute, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, if we're if we're feeling like this, there are probably other people as deluded and misguided as we are. Absolutely. We have yeah. a conversation about that. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I, I facilitated this conversation. I got 30 of my artist friends to come and talk about, you know, what it meant to them to be an artist. Um, what held them back? What, what, you know, felt right about it, about with them, like the struggles that they'd had telling other people about it. All sorts of stuff, thirty different viewpoints, um, and then we all got together in a Facebook group and we talked about it and we kind of hashed it out, you know. And it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it was it was back in 2016 where you could still, you know, people still handed over their email addresses for stuff on a much bigger scale. Mm. But I think that first project got about seven, eight hundred people signed up. Wow. And my email list at the time was like two hundred or something, so it was just. It feels like
0: it's a real like conversation, is what you—it's like you started a conversation, and that's. I just love that. That's. that's I think that's the
1: lovely. That's the lovely thing about the community projects. Like I've read quite a few of the ones that you've done for clients or Mm. with clients more recently, and um, they are. There's something really. I massively overuse the word magical, don't I? It comes up in every sort of episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's something really magical about seeing all of these different people who sometimes they're doing similar stuff, sometimes they're doing completely different stuff, depending on the topic of the project. But seeing everybody's thoughts kind of coalesce all together and, mm. and seeing how people then kind of bounce off each other and how those, those, very similar things come together but then there's always some like slightly unusual takes on it's just the best thing that oh you know me i just love reading and i'm nosy mm. and i love to see how people tick and it it's a great i mean i think it's obviously a great way to grow your business which is mm-hmm. one of the reasons that you offer it but um it is a wonderful thing to see some of the topics are really thought-provoking as well mm. so yeah, yeah. Really good. and and that's where the whole kind of quiet
2: revolutionaries came from thing came from because That's what they are. That's what I feel like they are anyway. They are these little tiny quiet revolutions of somebody standing up and saying, hang on a minute, Mm. we don't have to do it like this. What do you guys think? Mm
1: -hmm. And gathering
2: their their friends and their their people together and, and actually starting that conversation. And I think the way that we affect actual change in the world is by lots and lots of people kind of individually having these conversations, and eventually they join up and the, the, these tiny trickles become a flood, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's when things start really changing. Oh, um, I get
0: that, like a sense of excitement. like, like the, You know the excitement <laughs> you described when, you first, when the internet was first a thing? That kind yeah. of feels like that same... But it's, yeah, it, on a different level from... It feels to me like it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing that has to be an online experience. I'm sure that probably makes it easier, but, and obviously especially now, but mm. it is the sort of thing, it's, it's about having conversations with, with people, isn't it? Which you can also exactly. do in a face-to-face capacity or, And actually you know, people,
1: and, people often say, I've had quite a few people say to me, but you know, because I'm not that active on social media, right? I kind of mm. float around and I post stuff and I say hello to people and stuff, but it's not my main kind of marketing channel. Mm-hmm. And um, and as Sarah will attest to, it has made me cry in the past, and I've now reached a point where I'm like, do you know what? I don't want it to make me cry. I'm just going to use it how I want to use it. And so exactly. people then say to me, yep. "But you're also fully booked. How do you market if you're not using social media?" And I'm like, I just talk to people. I just talk to. People. I mean, exactly. you know, there is obviously some strategy behind who I'm talking to and how I'm talking to them, but like talking is by far my biggest superpower. Yeah. Um, I'm much better at talking than I am at anything else. Not that this podcast necessarily bears witness to that, because by the evening I'm usually a little bit less on the words front. Oh, I don't um, know. You do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's talking to people and it's bringing people together, and I, I think it, it really appeals to my rebellious side as well because it's not what you would expect. I yeah. think it's there is something unexpected about the whole approach, isn't there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um,
2: I yeah. mean, I don't use I don't use social
1: media hardly at all. Every now and again,
2: I'll be like, right, I'm going to be a good social media person. I'll go and I'll post a bunch of stuff, and then I'll be like, no, I'm done. Bored.
0: <laughs> (laughs) And then I'll wander off and do what I'm good at, which is talking to people. Chatting to people. Well, this makes me feel a lot better about social media, actually, I have to say. Because (laughs) there is that real pressure, isn't there, to always be on there, to be visible. And, you know, that's obviously the... the, It's not... We're not machines. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a big distinction between... It very
2: much depends on what your business model is. Because there's a big distinction between building an audience and finding clients yeah like those two things are poles apart and social media is not synonymous with marketing it's Mm. one tool of a gazillion (laughs) that we can use and it's i mean it's a fantastic tool for reaching a large audience it used to be better than it is
1: now um
2: We are all showing our age, aren't we?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I said that to someone today, actually. I was like, oh, you know, um, back when... Because I started my blog in 2004, Mm. and like you said, you know, that really was... If you had a blog then, people... You, it was easy to get followers it was really easy it, to, was. Be, yeah. it yeah. felt really easy to build quite a big following and to you know be quite actually didn't even have to be that bloody niche i was just me and talked about all the mm-hmm. things under the sun and people still exactly. came and followed my blog in a way that now i still talk about all the things under the sun but there's a lot more shit competing now like mm. it, it feels like the kind of you know the the golden days. and someone said did you just say the golden days of the internet because you are not old enough to say that and it's like oh but i am <laughs> oh exactly oh, no. oh but i am exactly
0: if you were around at the start of it you definitely are old enough to be using that at that frame. <laughs> definitely oh, yeah. so uh, yeah
1: that made me laugh and then be like oh god am i getting old before my time but that's fine um yeah no I, I really love this so so when what how did you um what made you because obviously you, you you've done many things across mm-hmm. your your independent career i was gonna say
0: that is quite a journey you've had it's and it is a journey, a journey. Yeah. i see that as a journey definitely Oh yeah.
1: um and she's she's missed out the bit where she just you know like you skipped countries um, <laughs> oh, oh yes, yeah. we've not talked about that. <laughs> just, just casually left the country. Um, what made you settle on the community building and the community projects as your kind of main thing? Oh yes, I didn't get that far, did I? Um, Sorry, we got sidetracked. <laughs> I
0: interrupted you. I do apologize. No, 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 no. I I'm
1: just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because there's so many aspects to what you do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I
2: basically have a pathological inability to do stuff that makes me miserable for an extended period of time i like
0: it this high five good. yeah I think, I, th- we can I think that's probably that is that is the bar that we should all be setting ourselves really yeah to. i think so, so. Yeah. i think so and i mean i did the i did the the,
2: the illustration the creativity coaching i did that for about five years old talk, talk old wow. which was kind of a, astonishing um and what had happened over that time was I got really resentful of the people that I was trying to help because my own creative practice had dried up almost completely. Um, I was, you know, doing stuff on, you know, for somebody else's brief, it was somebody else's idea of what I could do for them. It felt really stifling. I wasn't creating for myself anymore. I wasn't enjoying creating anymore. And I was just, I got to a point where I was just done. But what I was really enjoying was the community projects. I ran uh, three or four, I can't remember, while I was doing this. And every single time it was like, oh my God, this is so cool. We just get to talk about stuff and it's great fun. And I'd sort of been saying to anyone who would listen, like, all I want to do is community projects. Like, they're so much fun and they're so cool. And I'd looked into getting kind of sponsorship for them or like figuring out a way to monetize them. Couldn't work it out. Closed down that business. I think it was the February of 2018. I was just like, right, okay, this is, oh, I had a a freelance gig that would keep me going for a few months. And I was like, I'm just going to draw a line under it. Kick about for a bit, give myself some white space and see what happens. Six months later, it finally hits me that, oh, I could show other people how to do community projects.
1: isn't that the way though you need, though? You need some headspace later. you need but, yeah. some headspace for that to like float around and come back i that's think cool. th- i always f- think that the
0: harder you try and think of something the less obvious the answer is isn't it so, oh, yeah. so
1: yeah so so yeah i kicked myself and that <laughs> oh, that's so funny
0: <laughs> and it is usually a really simple answer as well isn't it it like really that. is so, it's, yeah. it's one of
1: those things that when you when you then say it to someone they're like obviously not obvious to me not obvious to me until i said it out loud exactly yeah
2: crazy so i I had this idea and then within two weeks i had a website up and running and i had a beta client kind of going through the the process um and that was that really and it's just kind of gone from strength to strength and then uh i realized that there were a lot of people who were coming to me to do community projects who didn't have a network of people they didn't know anybody and it's very difficult to invite a lot of people to come and do a thing if you don't know anybody like you're going in completely cold you have to ask a hell of a lot more people it gets really complicated your rejection muscles need to be like super buff um so that's where i came up with love is greater than numbers which is basically about you know building your network and having these sparkly lovely wonderful connections um that you can that you can draw on for all sorts of stuff um and who can draw on you as well and then the third part of the puzzle kind of fell into place last year when um i write a weekly uh newsletter called the sunday letter which um is kind of awesome, <laughs> it's awesome. and people keep linked we'll link to it yeah people kept asking me kind of you know how i did it what i was doing and you know the bulk of my income comes from my newsletter i meet a lot of people through my newsletter it's a conversation not a broadcast thing yeah. um so people will ask me how to do that so i made a i made a thing that that teaches people how to do that and how to do kind of content marketing that doesn't suck basically i love and that
0: if, <laughs> if you don't want to do social media you know get in people's inboxes for god's sake yes yeah well this is it because they're, they're, we are very lucky now aren't we that we live in a time where there are so many ways of doing the same thing effectively mm-hmm. especially and and accessible to basically everyone who's got you know access to a computer and pretty much yeah yeah it's fabulous i love that carla's having a sneezy fit now so
1: <laughs> sorry i did i did remember to mute first well done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought that's fabulous so okay then can should we i think we've got to ask the the, the good question haven't we our favorite do we question yeah <laughs> out of I mean, that's what—that is a hell of a journey. I know you—you you said that you would need some time to to explain all of that. But out of all of that so far, what would you say has been your most glorious moment? Oh, that's such a
2: good question,
0: and <laughs> so difficult to answer. <laughs> I oh, think...
1: God, that was like dual evil, evil giggles. Sorry. That that wasn't <laughs>
0: yeah, we're we're going <laughs> to inflict this on you now. <laughs>
2: I think. Realizing, like, finally getting to a point where what I want to do for money intersects with something that makes me happy, something that I'm really good at, something that other people are willing to pay enough money to sustain me for. Like, coming up with that, it felt like such a struggle for such a long time. Either I was making money and I was miserable, or I was happy and I wasn't making any money, so I was still miserable.
1: Yeah. And, and I think I, so many people can relate to that, actually. Yeah, yes. it yeah. took me yeah. it
2: took me almost a decade to get to a point where all of those things lined up. And that was a pretty spectacular moment. And a close second has to be when um, Tara McMullen, who mm-hmm. used to be Tara Gentilly, who did uh, Scouty Girl, and I'd mm-hmm. followed her for years... When she hired me, that was like
1: that
0: is oh, exciting, amazing. That is exciting. <laughs> oh, that, that's that is fabulous. a good feel. Yeah. that
2: was yeah. I was literally kind of
1: oh, <laughs> One of those where you're like, is this is this someone trolling me or is this real? <laughs> yeah, this real? yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, that's. Real. Oh, it was oh, kind wonderful. of
2: i was so intimidated it was kind of it
0: didn't go that <laughs> great but i can't so. imagine
1: you being intimidated <laughs> you never come across as that person <laughs> yeah oh. i do i do yeah oh i
0: love that that is fantastic thank mm, you That's a
1: good that. answer i really yes. like that so it's true actually i think finding that intersection Funny enough i've been waxing lyrical in a similar way it's like i finally found something that i'm really good at and people pay me for yes and it's not hard i mean it's hard in the sense i've also got 83 other things going on so the mm. balance is hard but it's 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 a really good feeling and it takes it can take a while to get there can't it it really so, can
2: and i yeah. think it's really important to say that it taking a long time to get there is completely
0: normal yes. oh i'm and so glad you, okay. yes. yeah. you. I'm really yeah. glad
1: you said that there's yeah you. i'm really glad you said that
0: there's a real thing about um People have got a real thing about like the overnight success, haven't they? And It's bullshit. Yeah, it's, exactly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've always bullshit. had in
1: my head, like, most of the overnight... So my favourite, I think this is really good, we'll, we'll stick this in the show notes, my favourite tool is the Wayback Machine. Ah, you can go back and oh, you can yes. see what other people's websites were like. So, like, my back in the day... So this, again, might be showing my age because I don't actually know what she's doing now. But back in the day, Marie Forleo was doing um, B-School and was doing, yeah. you know, like, big, cool stuff. And everyone wanted to be, and and she just seemed so shiny in the hair. She Mm -hmm. had just amazing hair, and she was amazingly shiny, and she was doing this really cool stuff. And then one day I was like, I'm going to put her website in and just see what she was doing before. And then I did. And it wasn't bad, but it showed me where she'd started, and it was less polished and less shiny and less... And it was completely different. I think she started out as, like, a dating coach or something. Oh, wow. um, And it was that thing of like, oh, she's got here through a process of elimination of finding what she's good at, finding what she's better at, refining the process, having clients and then refining it again. And it was a really good educational tool for me to, to really remember that actually the overnight success is not overnight. And you learn stuff from each bit that you do that you like you said you mm. know if you do something that you you love but you're not making enough money that's a learning curve and yeah exactly. if you do something that you're making loads of money but you hate that's also a learning curve and all those little bits in between and i i'm yeah i think it's really good to normalize that so thank mm. you for pointing that out absolutely oh
0: it's i always say it is an overnight success but it took like several thousand overnights to get this yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes 10 years to an overnight success absolutely.
1: yes exactly. definitely yeah yeah. yeah, definitely. So, okay, I'm going to do. We always do this, Sarah, and I like comedy double action. I get the good one the business, I get the struggles. Get it. No, it's fine. So, can you balance that? Because it's really good. One of the reasons we started Creative Reboot was to talk about, to have honest conversations. So, mm. conversations, but honest conversations about this stuff. And we would love to know what you struggled with most, if you're willing to share.
2: Oh, God, everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everything that makes me much time. better. That makes me feel sure
2: much better now. <laughs> oh my god, how have to narrow it down. Mm. I think. oh one one thing that I have struggled with the most in kind of recent years is. Uh, I, I think it kind of comes from not quite believing that everything's kind of okay now. I have a tendency to massively overcomplicate everything. And then be like, oh, oh, no, no, I don't need, like, 90% of this shit. And then clearing the decks again and then being like, oh, no, we'll just fill up all this lovely white space that you've been craving. <laughs> like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, that's been a really big thing. And I think a lot of it, there's nothing like self-employment to bring up all of your shit. So oh, any yeah. kind of confidence issues, any money issues, like, any anything, like, is just it's overwhelming and it forces you to kind of face up to yourself in a way which is incredibly uncomfortable and incredibly exhilarating. And it's the best therapy kind of known to man, but it can be really unpleasant while you're going through it. Oh, I bet.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah. I was going to clap, but it's not going to be good this close to my microphone. (laughs) 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 I think, yeah, no, I think you're you're totally right, actually, that um, Mm. it's uh... (sighs) a... is it better than therapy it's probably better than therapy it's probably more uncomfortable than therapy too yeah mm. i mean you have
2: to get you have to get really good at being rejected you have to understand that for every time you 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 get an acceptance you'll get nine rejections and that's just the way it is yeah. you have to get really good with being an abject failure because the only way you learn stuff is by throwing a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and most of it's going to fall off like yeah. most of what you try yeah. is going to it's fail and you will fail over and over and over again. I've been doing it for a decade, <laughs> and I haven't stopped.
1: Which I think is what makes it so fabulous. When something sticks, and you're like, "Is is it slipping down the wall? Is it is it?" How long
0: do you it? stare at it before you decide that it's actually stuck? Yeah. Yeah.
1: When you
2: start poking um, at it, and you're like, "Is it really sticking to the it, wall? It's <laughs> just a fluke." Oh no, it fell off. Shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw some more. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's, no, oh, that's I love that's, that. That's, a that's a wonderful.
0: For me, that feels a very, um, it's a very real way of looking at it. Because we we don't talk about that side of, of things, do we? We only ever talk about the success and, you know, mm. how how wonderful everything is. But all of the hardships to get to that point, I mm. think. And for and me, it's that's it's how I like learn.
2: You, you don't mm. get to success and it all goes away. Exactly. And you never yeah. fail at anything ever again. No. Oh my gosh. Yes. Something we really
1: <laughs> wanted to highlight, actually. It's one of the one of the kind of driving reasons behind this podcast. We want to celebrate people, we want to talk about creative journeys. That's all very exciting. But we found overwhelmingly no one talks about the failures until they're massively successful. Then they go, Oh yeah, I had some stuff that didn't work 20 years ago. And you're like, mm. what are you doing? What what about now? Because some of the stuff's failing for me now. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. you, you need that that relating that that to be able to relate and and we yeah we just think it's really important because actually nobody gets nobody gets to be successful without some struggles and some failures oh, God, but no, exactly. we found that there was not enough of a conversation about that um so thank you thank you yes. for honesty
2: no, excellent i'm always answer. happy to talk about my failures ladies if i'm not exactly. failing i'm not trying and yeah. if I'm not trying,
0: then what's, what's the point? What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. What, what
1: are you even doing with your life? Oh, yeah. my, can 100%. we just
0: make that the quote of the episode, please? That can, be, <laughs> that can that. be the
1: title. Yeah, no, I love yeah, it. Love it. So can we explore a little bit, and I'm intrigued by this because I think the, the, your business is set up um, obviously around connection, hmm. but can we talk about your support network
2: mm. and, and
1: what that looks like and, and how that has sort of helped your journey and helped you along the way?
2: God, I could not do any of it without my people around me. Like, I don't care what anybody says, nobody does this by themselves. Nobody. It's way too much for any one single human to do. And as a quick aside, all of the things that we're told that we should be doing to market and run a business, there are people who have. Whole teams who are struggling to do all the things we're supposed to do, oh, and each you. of those things is a
1: full time job or two full time exactly. jobs in itself, yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Can we exactly. just get a little amen for that one? Yeah, <laughs> on. yeah <laughs>
2: totally, yeah. Um, but I have, I mean, I have, I've just uh oh pushed the boat out and hired like a proper hardcore assistant who actually knows like knows the tools that I use to run my business way better than I ever will if I studied them for a million
1: years. Fantastic, you know? yeah. Um, and I've probably had... enjoys them more than you will, to Oh, be fair. absolutely, like...
2: absolutely. And she has a whole team of people who takes care of the stuff that she doesn't know very well, and it's just yeah. really supportive. I've had a few kind of assistants in the past where it's been great as long as I have given them like exact instructions and like you have to learn this program and do this, and it's just kind of more work. So she has been amazing. I have helped with various things in the business. Like um, I have somebody who does my design for me. I have someone who does my, um, uh, writes my sales pages for me. Anywhere where there's a bottleneck, whether I'm just like, I don't want to do this. that Then I have
0: more <laughs> and more. Because there is always someone out becoming... there who wants to, who who that that's the thing that they love to do, isn't it? So, exactly. Yeah. Mm.
2: So I have that, I have that kind of aspect of my support neck of just like giving other people money to make bad things go away, which <laughs> is the best money I spend ever. Um, and then I have the people around me who just know me and know when to call me on my bullshit and know when I'm like, oh, I should do this thing. And they're like, you tried that thing six months ago and you hated it. Like, stop it. <laughs>
1: um, oh, do we all, it's, it's like an anti-cheerleader. We all need one of yeah, those. Yeah, we all need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> or someone who like today when I I suggested a thing that I had been considering doing and she immediately said to me, no, you don't have time for that. That's not a thing you can do. And I was like, uh <laughs> I, I needed you when I signed up to this, not two days ago. I haven't done it, <laughs> that's fine. i am already
2: committed now. What do I need? Yeah, do? For,
1: fortunately there's a lot of money involved in this one, so I have not yet committed to it, so it's fine. Um but the the fact that her immediate response was like, You'd be really yeah. good at that, but you don't have time for this. Like yeah. it's um, nice to have that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that, yes, that kind of Anti cheerleaders. Let's let's An- have that as a thing. <laughs> That's <Yeah>.
2: great. <laughs> so i have I have my husband is amazing he I think he understands my better my business and and me better than I do myself which is great wow. um, so i keep getting excited about teaching live at the moment I'm like, oh i could do a live thing it'd be great it's like you hate that you keep trying it every six months or so you'll try that and you hate it and it exhausts you so just do what you're good at just do that it's all you it's need a, to do it's a reasonable comment absolutely yeah oh, shit. yeah you're right yeah. changing the name of it is not changing the fundamental thing about it but oh, yeah he's yeah. great he's really he's really amazing um my best friend is great she's also is a an entrepreneur um so that really helps um and I have like a handful of people that I mastermind with I have someone I do co-working with um and it's just this lovely kind of group of people some of them know each other some of them don't but you know that's they're my community they're the people that I go to when I'm like do you think I should do the teach you livey thing and they all go no no
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a I'm just going to pick up there. You mentioned masterminds and mm. um I mm. hear so many different things about this so I'm really curious to see what your I'm actually not sure if it's come up on the podcast. It hasn't this season. It might have done in a previous season. Um your take on it. Mm. Do you think a mastermind should be people that you already know like love trust would take anything to but may not be on the same at the same business level or growth or kind of stage that you are Mm. or do you think that you should be in a mastermind where everybody is ahead of you so you can kind of or, or is a mixture better? Like, do you do you have opinions Ooh. on that? Because I hear literally everyone you ask has a different opinion, so I'm just curious. That's really interesting.
2: I mean, I what what I do is it's master with a very loose interpretation of the term. I have one which I do with um, a, a a friend of mine who our businesses are sort of about the same age, they're sort of about the same income level, we're sort of about the same. We do we have a, a very similar approach i think she's a business coach and i'm i'm whatever it is i am community building <laughs> um <laughs> i don't really have a job
0: title community i was gonna say quite how do you right. yeah how do you title that how do you that must be very difficult th- a, you know, know an elevator pitch must be very difficult for you <laughs> yeah no i
2: have to have an hour-long phone conversation with somebody to explain what i do at the end of it they're like oh i think i get you now i think i get it um so yeah we and we have a lot of the problems that we have are the same so we kind of hit them either around about the same time or one of us has an issue and then the other one's like oh no I just went through that like a couple of weeks ago um so we're kind of you know going along together and then I have another one which is with three other women who um we're all at varying stages and it's it's useful and it's nice to have the kind of the support and the encouragement and kind of the street squad thing so if I'm promoting something I've got a bunch of people who will be like right okay we'll send it out to our people and and help you kind of get some more eyes on it um I would like I feel like I am missing uh something where I am um one of the least experienced, because I mean I've been running a business for the most of my adult life in one form or another um and I've kind of I've been around the block a few times I've kind of you a lots of experience
0: it. doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah but it
2: also means I find myself sort of spinning my wheels a lot it's mm-hmm. like I get, I get so far, and then I'm like, well, uh, what
1: next? Yeah, or how? Yeah,
2: what yeah. next? And I'm asking the kind of people around me, and they're like, oh, how do you do that thing? <laughs> yeah, still trying uh. to get to your level. <laughs> You know, sounds a bit which knobby, is lovely. But you, you no, 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 it's,
1: it's lovely and it has its split. But that's, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a good. It's actually a, that's that's answered my question in the sense that I think you have different people for different things. Yeah, um, exactly. And they're finding exactly. those things, but yeah, because some people have got some very, very. I've had some really interesting conversations recently. Some people have got some very strident views on this, and I'm like, you could you could just pick the ones you like, but <laughs> I'd just thought i ask because yeah. But so, I mean,
0: do um, you say that actually? You said like, you know, if you were choosing to be in a group where you are the person at the, uh, you know, the, with the lowest amount of experience. Mm. I mean someone's always got to be at the top of that haven't they so that, that mm. that's you that's I, I kind of like the I personally like the, the the idea of everyone being at different levels so everyone brings something different, different to yeah, it don't definitely. they so yeah it's
2: yeah mm. yeah that's I mean some people someone. sometimes someone with no experience at all hasn't been they're not so jaded by seeing all of this stuff over and over and over again they can say, what about this and look at mm. it with a completely fresh perspective yeah. which yes. is so valuable.
1: Or yeah. sometimes they will say to you, but why do you do that thing? And you're like, do you know what? I actually don't know. It's a habit I've fallen <laughs> oh, yeah. into. Good spot. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, Exactly. Yeah, oh, I love that.
1: Um, which is really good. No, excellent. Thank you very much. Mm. So... Can we,
0: I I, I just, I'd love, obviously all this wealth of experience that you have, I'd love to share some of it with our listeners. You've dropped plenty of bits and pieces already. (laughs) But if there was one thing that you wish you'd known at the start of your journey, what would that thing be? Um, The fear never goes away.
2: Uh, Oh. Oh, I like this. The thing is not to become fearless. It's to just get right get good with doing everything a little bit petrified
0: i love that i
1: I like that i've been
0: worried about being a little bit petrified my entire career so far but actually that it it makes sense because it helps to hone you doesn't it and to to help you do a good job basically and to you know to to throw everything into it so yeah yeah, i love that and if
2: you're if you're just okay i'm gonna be shit scared most of the time (laughs) But I'm just going to carry on and do do this stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, Then it stops derailing you. Mm. And I know so many people who desperately want to start a business or to do something, you know, exciting with their lives. And they're just sat there waiting, reading mindset books, waiting for the fear to go away so they can
0: begin. And they're never getting started, really yeah. They never get yeah, started, you absolutely. know. Absolutely. Oh, I love I do that. think
1: the fear changes though. I, I do I think I, I totally agree it never goes away. And actually I do find that very reassuring because mm. I think there was definitely a point where I was looking at all these other people who just hid it better than me. It wasn't they weren't scared, yeah. they just hid it better. <laughs> and I was just like, when am I gonna get to that point? And now I'm at that point and I'm looking back and I'm like, oh <laughs> you just it's a different kind of fear. It's uh, so not You're
2: scared about different things. Different things, yeah. You're still
1: scared, but you're scared about different things. You've also got... like You can temper the fear better because you've got a certain experience. So in my specific situation, there used to be a point where if the lighting wasn't good, I would just completely panic because I logically i knew i could do it but i hadn't had enough experience to know i could handle anything now Mm -hmm. i'm like i could probably shoot bright vibrant photos in a pitch dark room if i had to like (laughs) wouldn't be my favorite thing to do but i could probably do it so you get that experience that tempers it but then you find other things to worry about which is fun yeah so um yeah i think it's very reassuring to know that that doesn't well is it reassuring or are we just scaring a new generation of entrepreneurs (laughs) no it is reassuring to know that doesn't go away that actually you've got to just kind of just do Pick it anyway. i can going to say, yep, "Yeah, I'm going to. You're going to sit here. And we're going to
0: do it anyway." So and it, yeah, it, it probably actually also, if you're thinking about it like from your own perspective, but all those people that you look look up to are probably just feeling that like those those mm-hmm. sort, same similar fears. And it yep. bring makes them it makes them more approachable,
1: so that you can go and ask them more things. Yeah, yeah, more human. Maybe well, maybe bigger fears. Maybe the fear gets bigger as you get bigger, and there's more at stake. Are you like, tr- now? Maybe are maybe are you trying to frighten
0: me, Carla? Now I'm <laughs> trying to frighten you. Yes, yes. <laughs> the
1: when you get to that point, you're so comfortable with being
2: frightened <laughs> that it's just that normal. It doesn't it doesn't derail this you. I think true. that's yeah. the key thing to remember is that if you let it derail you, then it's one yeah if you can do stuff anyway if you can do whatever it is you need to do even though you know your voice is shaking and, and you're you're basically shitting yourself yeah. then you can do anything i love you do that
1: literally anything literally anything yeah i'm gonna remember
0: that next time i actually do some public speaking because that is awesome
1: <laughs> thank you we should get you on stage doing burlesque Sarah. you take your clothes off in front of 200 people you can oh. do anything well, you pretty like... bulletproof.
0: <laughs> Yeah. yeah you come off and you're like what was i worried
1: about yeah going
0: on stage was never a problem for me but it's that it's when i'm not acting it's when i'm being myself that is the hard part Mm. but i like this though yes feel that fear and just get on with it Feel it and get on with it regardless yeah i like that thank you Brilliant
2: answer cool i actually have something else for that question as well which i think is quite important yeah for anybody who wants to start a business right now rather than googling like what a business is how to start a business go and read a book that was written before the internet was written yes. and learn what a business actually is what it's for what it does yes what marketing I like that. is my,
1: my inner librarian is beaming
2: <laughs> <laughs> So and like, then you can come back to the internet and go, okay, how do I do this particular bit? And then you'll get a wealth of tools and ex- and knowledge and experience and stuff that you can use to meet that goal. But until yeah. you know what a business, why it exists and what it actually does and, and all and the without different moving the, parts.
1: I think you're right. Without the kind of the leaning on social media, which is what seems to happen these days, mm-hmm. to people are like, right, I need a business, I've got a set of social media and I'm like, well, what else are you doing? Yeah. Like what, yeah. what else is going in? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I've then you learn some... things like
2: the fact that 95% of business fail in the first five years, yeah, which sounds horribly depressing, but also makes you look at those "earn six figures in six months" claims yeah. with and a little bit of a side be, eye. Absolutely, because yeah. yeah. you're like, yeah. "Hang on, how can these two things be true?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. and also the, the way people say, "Oh, and it's so easy to do, blah blah blah," and you're like, "Well, if it was that easy, no. every bugger would be doing it." Exactly. So actually, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's good. It, it definitely gives. I think I think it's wise to to have a little bit of caution about you because if it's something you desperately want, I think it can be very easy to believe those claims. Yes. Oh. Oh, absolutely, um, and I suspect that those those things are more. I don't tend to see them because I'm I don't spend a huge amount of time online. But um, I think they're probably a lot more prevalent than they were when the three of us started our businesses. So much you cannot like move. you can't move for mm. them. I would imagine if you yeah. So and it's great, and no one's yeah.
2: teaching the unsexy stuff like you're going to fail a lot and you know what is supply and demand and do people actually want the thing you're trying to sell them yes clients are going to shout at you
0: and you know they're going to be (laughs) upset with what you've done for them and yeah, yeah. Are, and how interested. to do customer service? How yeah. to actually, yeah. you know, yeah. present
2: an offer in a way that people will yeah. want to buy and it. You once know?
1: you've got a client, what do you do with that client? What does your client workflow look like? That is not something <laughs> that I really considered until way much oh, later than it should have been. A a like now, it's quite it. rock solid, yes. but it was a long way in before I was like, actually, I should probably have a process for this. I should probably <laughs> Stop doing it. Like, um, or when someone said, to say, actually, it was my my, VA, my now VA, but she was my friend at the time, was doing kind of ad hoc stuff and. And she was like, So what is your onboarding process? And just saw the fear in my eyes. And I was like, <laughs> not really a thing I have. I mean I talk to people and then I take their photo and then that's the thing. Like, so yeah, no, I think that's really good advice. Really we will try right. and look out. I've got if you've got any specific um books, are there any specific books you'd recommend? But if not, I've got a list I can look out and stick to. There are own. a few, there was Show one
2: I, a very prosaic title called like the small business workbook or something, which was okay. fantastic. Um and for marketing stuff, uh, Briony e. Thomas's book, Watertight Marketing, is a brilliant basic overview of how buyer journeys work and you yeah. know, how your price point impacts your marketing and how people go through the kind of process of deciding that they want to buy a thing um, and when you should use logic and when you should use emotion and all of that stuff that you know, you're not going to get from an Instagram post and it's
1: Absolutely. not super sexy but it is actually it's quite underpinning it, it yeah, actually really useful
2: fundamental
0: yeah. and that's
1: the yeah. thing yeah once you yeah once you've built
0: those fundamental bits you can go off and do all the sexy stuff then can't you with, exactly with all the knowledge that you need behind you so it's like
1: having a really good bra you need the good foundations <laughs> exactly yes. do you do need the good foundations of a business I, I love like, that in order to I don't think yeah. we've
0: ever come to comparing business to a bra before but that sounds good to me no
1: but now we've done it once so we will probably find a way to do <laughs> it again <laughs>
2: like a running theme throughout all the episodes (laughs) at what point do we compare this to a bra
1: absolutely what other undergarment of choice there are several
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway (laughs) brilliant oh this has been such a fantastic conversation ellie i've really enjoyed it oh thank thank you you. me too oh so i think uh, let's again being mindful of your time tell us all about where we can find you online in person whatever uh plug yourself give us all the links basically oh gosh
2: okay well best thing to do where i am most active is uh on my sunday letter which goes out every sunday um if you go to ellie slash resources that's where you can find sign up and lots of lovely things that people have said and lovely. i think there are some examples that you can have a read so you know what you're getting when you sign up um don't hold me to that. I might have taken it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. System changes. Um, anyway, irrelevant. Um, that's the best place. That's where the people who are on my newsletter list, they're my people. That's where I show up most frequently. Um, I am also on Instagram Occasionally. Sometimes, maybe, and you I'm sound a- so
1: thrilled by that. <laughs> <laughs> the way you talked about your email list, or the way you talked about Instagram, yeah, no, I, I, I,
2: yeah. <laughs> I go through phases, and right now I'm having a like
1: nah phase, so uh, I'm not there at the moment. But what she posts is always excellent, like the things she posts are always lovely. It's just maybe you don't do oh, it all the time, right? I don't so, do it all the time, no. yeah, though, but I do have chats so.
2: people. If you want but to come and say hi in my you
1: not You've so. proved, though, there that
0: it doesn't matter that you're not there all oh the no, time. Oh, no, it's completely so. irrelevant. It makes yeah, literally
2: yeah. no difference to my business whatsoever. It's basically if I have a nice picture and I think I look pretty and I want to put it up. <laughs> or if I've got something
0: particular that I want to say, then... Yeah,
2: <laughs> perfect. Yeah, Perfect.
0: love it, fabulous! Thank you so much. We'll make sure we put all our all your links into our show notes as well. Oh, yeah. Thank you Absolutely. so much for having me. It's been an utter joy. It's it been has wonderful. been so glad still. we finally got to get you on here as well. We've been yes, <laughs> definitely. We've
1: been yes, harassing for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. And um and and three time zones. I feel like we should just point that out before we leave. Yeah, made it work. This is the joy of the internet. So there are some things I dislike about the internet, but the fact that we can have three women in three different Con- continents potentially Continence, i was gonna say countries yeah. but potentially continents um and we were all able to have a conversation and it's just the, been a joyous evening thank you Fabulous. so much yes right we'll, we'll leave it there shall we yeah we shall and we shall see you guys next episode bye 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 thanks so much for listening we'd love for you to rate us review us and subscribe on your favorite podcast app five stars please where can people find us online carla we are on facebook and instagram at creative reboot co and we also have a facebook group which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes just search for creative reboot group
0: and you can also go to our website creativereboot.co where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about we'll look forward to seeing you there
1: Oh you yeah.